there's always a line where you're deciding, is this a challenge that I'm shying away from and it's uncomfortable and I should keep pushing? Or is it just not aligned with my heart right now? Is this not where I want to be investing all my energy? That's the constant entrepreneurial battle because if you're always just like, this is a challenge, I'm going to take it, you're going to end up somewhere that your heart doesn't even want. You just took on a bunch of challenges. Welcome to the Young and Driven Podcast, where we explore the world of entrepreneurship. Join us as we dive into the nitty gritty of what it takes to start, grow, and scale a successful business. We're on a mission to share our experiences, failures, insights, and advice with others. Whether you're just starting out in your entrepreneurial journey, or you're looking to take your business to the next level, tune in and join the conversation about what it takes to succeed in the world of business. I am here with Tim Soros. You know him. You've seen him on. You've seen him on Twitter. You've seen him on YouTube. He is. Uh, he is Soros Empire, launched this year, uh, blowing up in the content space. Um, honored to talk to him. Someone who's an eight-figure seller, which is just an astronomical number uh, in this in this industry and in this space. So it's an honor to talk to him. Um, Tim, welcome. Uh, glad to have you. Thanks for giving me your time. Glad to be here, man. Like on a Friday, like. Would never would would not rather be anywhere else than doing a podcast. I love fresh it. as you can tell, fresh off a pump, fresh off a pump. Got it. Got to get those muscles out. Got to got to make me feel. Um, I'm I'm feeling pretty small. I got to I've been hitting the gym this week, but I got I got to hit some more I, leg days. When I think back to like when I first started Amazon, all I wanted to do was talk about it. I'm like, you wouldn't believe I I'm quitting my job and I'm doing this, and I've been literally talking about it every minute of every day, like for like four years, and now it's cooler to get reach a wider <laughs> audience. I love that. <laughs> Well, yeah. So actually, talk to me about that because I so I I just quit my job. We talked a couple yeah. months ago, and you were like, Grant, like how many hours you work in? Because you right, you're into you're really into Tim Ferriss four hour work week, right? So you were rocking that for a period of time. Tell me about that. That was the Bible when I was like 20, 22 years old. Like man, it's like twelve, thirteen years ago. There just weren't there wasn't that much content about like cool people doing cool things, and four hour work week was mind blowing because. Half the stuff he was doing then is like super applicable now. Tim Ferriss yeah. was like very ahead of his time in terms of lifestyle design. Like rich people with fat, rich people with cars that work 70 hours a week. That's not what I want to be. I want to be traveling the world, working four hours a week, like and having all these tactics that he did to get there. That just like sparked my mind. And at age 22, I'm like, this sounds great and all, but I don't have any skills. I don't know what business to go into. We're, we're reading blogs and stuff on like, online business there it's just not that accessible so it was extremely exciting but couldn't really do that much wish with it and as my career started um progressing i became an accountant a cpa i was still kind of like man tim ferris did it a lot better than what i'm doing now and then three years into my accounting job i decided to quit travel the world very similar to like what he recommended in the book <laughs> did you get did you get VAs from the start? Did you get a team like during that period of time? Because that's a big part of the book is like saying like these are the no. immediate things to outsource. You know that still was so. I was like, this sounds cool, but like, what am I going to use a VA for? This even though he said go, I think he even said go to these websites, but it was still very foreign. Upwork wasn't so like easy to use and stuff. So no, yeah. I didn't use a VA. The first VA I ever used was um, about six months into my Amazon journey. I got a VA to do like a spreadsheet task. So. It still took till I was 31, 32 to, to actually get a VA. How, how long? So what did that feel like quitting? Like, how did, did you, was it nerve wracking? Were you excited? Was it like confident? Like, what did you feel? 
every time I quit my job, obviously nerve wracking, anxiety, all kinds of things leading up to it. And the moment I, it happened, just the most uplifting, awesome feeling ever. I just, one of my values is so much like just, just sort of like rebellious. I do things on my own. And that statement that like, I don't need your money. I'm going to go do this is just such an empowering feeling. Yes. There's a little fear, but I think the empowerment and the excitement each time like outweighed by far the fear once you actually left, once I actually left, you know? Yeah. I can imagine there's a lot of people probably listening to this, especially in the Amazon space, right? That are started Amazon, probably similar to me where they were like, okay, want a side hustle. This seems cool. Like maybe they had some kind of entrepreneurial uh, desire, right? And so this was their kind of, this was for me, my first kind of step into entrepreneurial uh, endeavors. And now they're thinking, all right, I'm at that crossroads. I'm at that point where it's like, okay, I'm making some money. I'm seeing some profits, right? And I'm no longer just having to reinvest in the business. What would you say to them in terms in terms of like just kind of pushing them to take that leap, take that leap to, to doing it full time? Well, man, you just, I, I probably what I told you, you got to look at kind of your time. If you were able to get profitable with 10, 15 hours a week, in addition to your job where you're like exhausting a lot of your mental capital on this job and you still were able to get somewhat profitable, like, okay, theoretically, you've been told time is money. And, you know, if I quit my job and I get 40 hours back, it's going to go to good things. But logically, we're thinking, oh, but will I really use it? Will I fall into bad habits? Will I, will I get scared? Will I, um, you know, will, will I just watch TV the whole time? And you're going to think those thoughts. And that, I've had those thoughts. But the, any moment I've quit a job or done something like taken, you have to take the leap sometimes. I think when I was discussing with you, you, and this is very common, you see the exit. You're like, I want to get to this point, these things going right, and then I'm going to leave. But I'm sure what actually ended up happening is you started seeing it, seeing it, seeing it, and you're like, no, I'm going to take the leap. And there's something mm. about that leap early that's super empowering. You just took a bet on yourself. It's, you didn't wait till it to be perfectly safe. And you went out with excitement and stuff like that. So that's how it felt for me. And I, I would love to know how it felt for you. It's fresh. <laughs> I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling anxiety for sure. Yeah. I I mean I I I have two kids, right? So like that's that's the main driver for me is like I I'm like ah, I want to do this. I know I can, but I feel torn because of that risk level, right? Cuz it's like I have that providing, you know, like I just really want to make sure I'm doing right by them. Um but at the same time, like that's also driving me more than I think it would drive other people where like my level of desperation pressure yeah, is, is a privilege. Yeah, it's, it's, been re- it's been refining me for sure. Like the motivation to be like, yeah, I will work 16 hour days. I don't want to do this forever, right? Like I don't, I don't believe in that ridiculous level of imbalance, um, but it's a season. And so I'm like, okay, that's, I, I, I'm enjoying that process because I feel fulfillment in the compounding effect that I've done so far. And I kind of, I believe in myself enough where I'm like, okay, I can do this. Other people have done it and there's no reason why I can't. So Right. combination of like huge anxiety like you know like I, I i was telling my friend i was like i have like eight hours of arrogant confidence that this is going to work out and then almost immediately followed by like eight hours of like crippling crippling like fear <laughs> and it's very, like not yeah it's not like a negative like i mean both of those i like i like sitting in both of those right it's almost just like, like paranoia um and then optimism and so i have this like absurd optimism that I will figure things out if I yeah. just like say like and I love how you you were talking I think at the Miami conference the Miami sellers conference shout out to, to Romer um, but you were talking at that conference and saying like 
uh, you're tactical in the sense that if we do this number, like say this is my goal, I'm breaking this down. I want to hit this number for this month. That means I have to, I have to spend, I think you said like you have to spend 40, if I spend 40,000 a week for four weeks, I mm-hmm. will hit this. So it's just kind of like an inputs and outputs thing. And so at the end of the day, in those moments of like crippling <laughs> in those eight hours of like, ah, is it going to work? Um, I, I, I kind of break it down to that same level of just like, okay, if, as long as I do this, I can't lose. I, it's just about whether yeah. I get the work done. And I mean, there would not be any courage without the fear. So if, if you didn't, if we were built where there wouldn't feel, feel any fear, no one would do this. You wouldn't get that release when you, when you power through it. So it's interesting how we're built and that attitude you can build around those fear days. If you need to shorten the fear, if you need to just be like, dude, it's here, but it's my friend. I've been here before. And like, I know there's power on the other side. I think the people that can handle that fear side, uh, can handle it for the longest and create tactics around handling it. Like those are the successful ones. The people that feel that and they're like, I shouldn't be feeling this ever. I'm just going to go back to comfort. That's where 90% of society is. Netflix, comfort. Yeah. And you know what? They still feel, feel fear creeping up. They're feeling the doubt. And then when they get older, they start to feel regret. Like, yeah. And that regret is this thing I'm, I'm I'm scared of. I I was talking to, uh, I was talking to my, my, my director at my, my job that has quit. And I was asking her like in one of our one-on-ones, I was like, Hey, what are your goals? What do you want to do in life? She's someone that is really, really great. You know, at what she does, she works eight hours a week, pretty much has no life. Um, and has worked at the same company for 13 years. Right. Um, director level. Yeah. But I was like, you know what, where do you want to go? What do you want to do? And she was like, you know what? It'd be really great if in 20 years I could have my boss's job. And when she said that, that was my moment of like, what? What are these people you're, thinking? Yeah, I was like, what are we what are we doing? How like, old is she going to be? <laughs> I, exactly. Exactly. I think she's going to be probably in her 50s or 60s, right? And I was like, man, you you're going to give your entire life to this company, right? And you're you're going to sacrifice everything and be in balance and everything else for the hope of having a good retirement, I guess, and and maybe being a lower level director or lower level like CTO VP level at, at a and small company. I'm like, this is those, to me, that's just not worth it. For those watching this, I toe the line here and like, which way should we go? Like, I am just an entrepreneur through and through. Like, I, I always had this creeping thing. I looked at people, I'm like, this is wrong. This is wrong. This example of this person would do the same thing to me. Like, what in God's name are these people thinking? I recognize that there are other types of people. Like if you're new at this and you are, you know, you're just doing it as a side hustle. You don't have this, like, don't feel triggered. You don't need to feel triggered by this. But if you do have that entrepreneurial desire and you're young and like, or at any age, uh, you do have to like consider, are you going to have regret about not following through with that for a year? And what, one thing that I wanted to ask you about is since you're saying there's still a level of anxiety, did you do the fear setting exercise that Tim Ferriss talks about? Yes. And I actually, I, and I, and, and even like I did the, uh, I, cause I, I like that book, but I, I actually, there's something that Layla Hormozy said. She's great. Um, the Hormozy's are amazing. Hormozy's are awesome. Um, hoping to get to meet them pretty soon, but th- I like there's something that, that she said, and it was almost like, cause she, when she was at this crossroads about whether to join Alex, uh, on, on his like gym launch thing, um, as a salesperson, she was like, what is the worst case scenario? What's the worst thing that could happen? Let me logically think through this, right? The worst thing that could happen is I lose all my money um, and I'd have to go get another job or I'd have to move in with family. Um, and so I, I went through that process, right? Where it's like, okay, for me, the worst thing that could happen is I'd, I'd lose money, 
have to find a job and I'd move in with family. <laughs> or I, I honestly, at my level, like I would DoorDash, I would sell feet hey, pics hey, on OnlyFans. You couldn't I would do go what right I back do. to your career though. Like you'd have to literally move in with family. Like what about the career you just left? Aren't what? What did you do? Uh, it it project management. One month of interviewing, you would find the, a better job. Hundred percent, hundred percent. But it's almost like at the end of the day, I I actually I'm at a point right now where I actually never want to work for somebody else. Right, but so that's that, so like, that exercise I, is like saying the risk is not. It's not actually a risk because you could go back to that life you were just in. I agree with you. I, but all I'm saying is like I kind of logicked my way into you know what even that worst case thing even if worse yeah the worst case scenario it honestly isn't that bad. There's a way out of it, and it's it's not tempor- It's a temporary like inconvenience. It mean I have to work hard for three months and to get back on my feet, which right. I, I at this point I'm like I could probably get more clients in three months and love that process more than than try to interview and try to try to suck up to a company that I won't believe in. I just I, I'm at a point right now where I'm like I never want to go back. 100%. I'm sure you felt that. I'm sure you felt that. Oh, I mean I'm I'm so far past that. I yeah, the way I would look at it now is I, I literally cannot go back to working in a company. It's not even close. So like I got what, rid of my CPA license. Like Yeah. What what like now that you're at your level, because I think people probably look at where you're at and you're thinking there a lot of people look at you as the goal, right? Mm-hmm. That is the ultimate level of time freedom, mm-hmm. right? My I, I I have a team working for me. How many people do you have? Twenty twenty people? Between different companies, I would say around twenty, but my online arbitrage Amazon store, which is like my pride and joy, which is where like what people most follow me for, that's at a eleven right now. And we're like okay. still okay with reducing. We're getting more yeah. and more out of each person. Yeah. So even with that, I think a lot of people look at that and, and say, man, that is the the ultimate goal for an Amazon store that is doing primarily OA. Mm-hmm. Um, with that in mind, though, like what what fears are you do you feel? Do you I guess you don't feel any fears towards that. It's probably fears towards other things like you're yeah. saying you're still you still have that same level of like. No, that's not true. I mean, right now we're in heaven because we just put in, I would say, about a year and a half of work, like faith, faith based work. Meaning like 2021, we turned massive profits and we grew to 26 employees. Well, I look at my company and I'm like, we're just a big, mediocre company. Let's really dig into these numbers. And the amount of returns and removals and inventory loss at that size and this Mm -hmm. many people, I'm like, we're in trouble. Like we are, we're barely making money on products. We're losing money on some, we're analyzing wrong. Nobody's buying the way we, I taught them to buy originally. I have this big junky company. So- Mm -hmm took three, four months to, and that was fearful. Oh my God, that was fear. I thought before that, I thought I was cruising to retirement. Like, yeah, that's how much I thought I was making money hand over fist. And it came out that the 2021 numbers, you know, I thought I made over seven figures bottom line, but I wasn't. And I think a lot of Amazon pe- sellers aren't fully understanding their numbers, which we can get into later. But, um, yeah. you know, once an accountant ran through it or I'm an accountant, I ran through it. And I'm like, oh, we lost a lot of inventory. All right. This isn't quite as good. Then I get into 2022 and I'm like, this is not looking good. So we started downsizing. And yeah, I'd say that entire year had levels of extreme anxiety. Uh, now, when I look back, because I'm more ex- experienced with business, the extreme anxiety is kind of like you said before, everything is like this very simple math problem. Oh, yeah. we need to buy bigger margin. We need to remove people. Like we need to track our inventory. Like yeah. that's it. And I have, you have this a month of anxiety. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not saying that will never go away, but if you can be aware of it, it I think it, you can shorten it and uh, yeah. 
and get to the power faster. Yep. So, so yes, speak to, that. Speak, speak to that power. What do you mean by power? So yeah, when you, when you feel anxiety and fear, it's almost always a good thing. Like it, it almost always means that you have put yourself in a position of that's of struggle and of challenge, which means you're on the path to growth. So if you can identify every time you feel fear and anxiety, it's hard. It's still really hard because it, it manifests. You, you get to a point where you don't feel like you, you feel fear. You don't want to admit you feel fear. And then you're tired and you're anxious and you're like, you're cloudy. And then that goes on for a couple of days and you're like, oh shit. Like, then you realize, oh crap, I'm just afraid of something. Yeah. And once you realize that, then you can try to figure out what you're afraid of. It's usually, you know, the, the things you're avoiding the most, you got to go do them. And, you know, in that situation, it's like, I got to get on paper what the plan is. I got to start moving that forward. And yeah, on the other side of fear and anxiety is massive power. You got to yeah. the next level. That, yep. now, that challenge is now just doing business for you. When that challenge happens again, if and when something comes up in a couple of years that is similar to that challenge, you've handled it. You don't even feel the fear. You just check the boxes that you did before. But at every level, Hormozis talk about this, like it's, you're going to keep hitting these massive anxiety challenge barriers and you decide if you want to keep, keep going to the next levels. And for me, man, and I think you see for a lot of these entrepreneurs is what else can you do? Like I, I want to keep playing the game. There's going to yeah. be times for rest, but the, sh the longer and longer I get into this, the shorter the rest periods, I'm just, I get bored. And I'm like, what's yeah. the next challenge? Let's go do something else. Yeah. So is that, cause I, I was speaking to you this past week about, uh, I'm noticing a lot of these OA sellers kind of pivot. Right. And I think to me, it makes more sense to pivot. Cause at a certain point you reach a level of risk where it's like the amount of money you're having to spend per month is a little bit ridiculous. Uh, in order to hit the right margins, in order to hit the right level of 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 profit, um, so with that in mind, like when you pivot, do you think that's an, a requirement, or do you think that you're just doing it for the pure joy out of it? Because oh, I no. think more people that are looking to make are looking to scale to a million dollars a year in terms of like them as an owner. If say that's their goal in ten years, right? Mm -hmm. Say that like ten years from now, I want to be making at least a million dollars from this business. Oa probably is a tough model to do that compared to other well, avenues. It's not only, so you start to realize it's not all about making that net profit of a million dollars. Like as you saw before in 2021, I ran up a company and it's not only because of my mismanagement, but running a company of that size takes a yeah. lot of effort. And, uh, and that's why I would gladly have my company run at 5 million, 5 million, $500,000 profit. If I work yeah. one hour a week, I'll take that any yep. day over 30 hours a week to try to like make that to exact million I was going for. So yep. there's a bunch of factors here. So first of all, in my experience, it caps out for me because I don't want to get good. I, I already sort of had a taste of it. I don't want to get good yet at building systems for a 30-person company. That's a different yep. skill set from running a 7- to 10-person company. The Hormozis yep. talk about this. right? When you get to that 10 to 15 range of employees, it changes. You need yep. systems. You need, you need SOPs, and they really matter. You need checkoffs. You need approvals. It's boring corporate stuff to me right now. And I yeah. tried to do that. I tried to like, all right, it's a challenge, but there's always a line where you're deciding, is this a challenge that I'm shying away from and it's uncomfortable and I should keep pushing? Or is it just not aligned with my heart right now? Is this not where I want to be investing all my energy? That's the constant entrepreneurial battle because if you're always just like, this is a challenge, I'm going to take it. You're going to end up somewhere that your heart doesn't even want. 
You just took yeah. on a bunch of challenges. Our hearts yeah. really desire certain things. I want a certain level of free time. I want a certain level of like being able to feel free and inspire my employees. Well, for example, with the coaching proposition, that requires a lot of one-on-one -on -one time and that's taking away from some of the other things I want to do. So that's something I always have to analyze. I got a little off track on uh, the original question, but yeah, let me get back to the factors that go into this. So Amazon has many positives, one of which for a new business owner is we are so spoiled. This is not even 80%, like 20% of what most business owners go through. You want to start a freaking bakery? You got to do your own marketing. You got to get customers. You got to do website. You got to do all this stuff mm -hmm. to, that isn't even your core product. And then hopefully you still bake well enough. And then yeah. hopefully you get to do some of the stuff you like, which is share yeah. with the people around you. So as yeah. Amazon sellers, we're extremely spoiled. We don't have to talk to anybody. We, we can literally make the business how we want. We just have to get good at finding cheap stuff and people are still ungrateful for the opportunity. Oh, Amazon's fees are too high. That being said, Amazon is majorly in control of our destination here. Things yeah. can change in the market, but that's, you know, other markets are in control of your business too. And it is a very capital heavy, as you're saying, business. If you want to do $5 million a year business and make 500,000 a year, you better be ready to have like $700,000 in capital floating around. Yeah. So most of us don't have that. You can start running up credit cards, you can start building up your capital, but you really have to get used to using loans and um, using banks and things like that to finance your company. Otherwise, all, all of your money is going into this business and you're putting a lot of risk in this one business. So that is a major driver into, okay, I have my Amazon OA store, I have my private label store, which is also monster cash hog. So I'm not even going to banks for that. I'm going to go to investors. And yeah. then coaching is a great different business model where it's all cash flow. There's no... It's almost... Flow. Coaching is almost like service-based, right? Right. So it's that's, almost a similar consulting level. And that's the, the issue is I re, the service of it is more um, is a lot of hours and a lot of yeah. emotional investment for me when I'm already emotionally investing in coaching my, my teammates. Yeah. So that might not be the play for me long term. I, I do really enjoy coaching, but if I want to accomplish other goals, there might be other services like building software, like things like that. that yeah. Could I would love to cash. see you go into SaaS. I would love to see. You I go used into to SaaS. be an accounting implementation guy. So yeah, I would love to see that. That's something actually. I think I still think there's a lot of opportunity for, just because similar to what you're saying, a lot of what it takes to scale is organization, mm -hmm. um, and it's almost to a point where the more organized you are. Uh, and the more attuned to not only how your team is performing, but how your company is performing and how Amazon's treating you, because there's a lot of back-end things that sometimes you don't expect, right? So you have to be able to accommodate those. Um, I still think there's a lot of opportunity for someone to just drop SOPs and even drop SOPs within a, within a SaaS model. That would be absolutely insane because I think I like... It's not just about how you can find the products. It's how you can manage the products. There's very few people that are doing like a great job or there's very few tools that are very effective at this predictive modeling and even just kind of assessment of what, what is existing, what's happening. Um, do you have, do you, I'm sure like, I think that's what I respect the most out of you is that you've implemented systems, right? You're, you're a systems expert, you're a team's expert, but like you, you're, you're, your Amazon success is just a vehicle because of what you've done in building systems and teams. You know, this is a tough one for me because right now it looks a little different, but back then 
I like to think of myself, and I'll explain why, as I'm literally an expert at inspiring and put and setting the goal for somebody. Because I am not, I don't have these crazy systems that I built and then put my employees on and said, run these. I literally, from day one, my first VA, I would like be like, look, this is kind of what we're trying to do here. Like we're trying mm-hmm. to do this. We're trying to get the prep center organized. And here's my best idea of like what we need to do. And I'd be like, all right, do it. Send me a video back. And I would always tell people what the goal is. And really fast, Tom at Fast Track really helped me with this too. He's like, yeah, you can have SOPs, you can have systems, but like, it's still a person like, I mean, you remember yeah. yourself at a corporate job, if you have a freaking manual, like you're not looking at the manual. Yeah. So I've always trying to set goals for people and tell them what exactly are we trying to do? And what could you get if we get there? Like, I'm going to pay you more if we freaking nail this, uh, you know, pat on the back, like you did an awesome job. And they build the systems. I have like, like my reconciliation department right now is doing so well. They have every dollar tracked. I have not done, I don't even understand it fully. I'm hiring Chris Potter, amazing guy, Amazon accountant, had his own Amazon store for next Friday to come in. And he was very impressed with what I told him with what she's doing to just audit her. So I inspired her and said, look, First of all, I went out to the Philippines and said, and she set her goal. That's even better when you can get them. She said, I want to recover every last dollar. Uh, yeah. And I want to know where every last dollar is for this company. And I'm like, that is such, I want them to have personal and business goals. And I'm like, that is so business, but whatever. We get back from the Philippines and she uncovers $40,000 worth of fraud the first day. The first day. <laughs> and she's just been on fire. She she has literally just organized everything. And I have to tell her like, look, these KPIs matter. These things that are lost matter. So how can you figure out systems to get me these numbers each week? So what did I actually do? I set a goal, inspired someone, tell them, look, if you can do this, you're going to make this. That's what built the systems. But I do have a systems background. I know how to look at a timesheet. I know how to, I know if somebody's doing their job. So it's a little bit of both. On on that, it sounds like even more so you've identified all-stars. So how's your, how's your like, how's your ticker? How's your gut feeling for people? Like, do you feel like you have a good sense of, when when they're when they have that potential when they don't this is a really tough one and i was just i'm really glad you asked because i was just going over this i went through where my people came from like where i hired them because i I hired mostly on upwork i hired some from fast track an agency um i hired a guy off twitter and i have superstars very randomly scattered in those buckets and man the superstar journeys have been so different yeah so like the chief operating officer lou of my company she was a superstar from basically month one. Like yeah. you just knew, and she she couldn't even find her way around an Excel spreadsheet. But yeah. you could, you knew the way the way she talked, the way her motivation, her heart, um, and you could see it in her work. You see, she was getting good leads in one to two months. That's like the twenty two year old quarterback coming into the league and just going to the, the playoffs the first year. Very yeah. rare. Yeah, most superstars you see it around month three and four. And the first thing you have to identify, though, is you're really just looking for a couple things. Is their head in it? Are they asking good questions? Are they making very small improvements every single day? It can be the most incremental improvements. Are they showing up every single day? Like, you really can't identify for most people before three months if that's the case. Um, If they're not, if you're missing those things, they're gone. Because they're not even even trying. Like, So kind of similar to what you're saying, I have a a sensitivity to sellers approaching this as a flipping hustle everything that you're describing is a business model you're you're about applying business principles to amazon oa 
right? And other forms of Amazon, right? But Amazon OA. I think a lot. I think frankly, too many people see this as like a get rich quick, almost drop shipping like side side hustle. It's a lot of like younger guys, right? That are that are seeing this as just an opportunity vehicle for that. Um, can you speak to that? Can you speak to uh, like even the way you're, you're communicating about your team? Uh, there's a lot of like almost derogatory communication about VAs, um, and, and almost like they're not they're not people. They're not they're not people that have motivations, that have desires, that have ambition and goals that are not capable. And I love the way you're communicating about it. You're not saying like my head VA. You're saying like my my uh, my my COO, which is accurate. Yeah. Like I that's what I I have I have my director of well, operations. I have my lead sourcing analyst. So it's like, can you yeah speak to that a little bit? So this one is starting to get actually funny because I have to watch all these new Amazon sellers like not be able to find leads a year. Like even in my mind, I'm like, all right, these are people with potential and they're a lot better than you think and they're actually really good. I'm getting to the point where they're better than some of the best American sellers that do this full time. And I'm only yeah. two years in. I have a bunch of people rounding into the two year mark that have yeah. put their heart and soul into sourcing and they're yep. grateful and they're not trying to get, get rich quick and they're listening to me and like they only make X amount of dollars per hour and, and they're so thankful for it and they can make more so they're super incentivized. So yeah. it's actually kind of scary. It's actually absurd that people are able to, to hire these people, treat them subhuman and not see the potential here. And yeah. the way I'm looking at it is like, I get somebody an introductory rate of $4 an hour that has major potential. I can get them up to six. I can get them up to eight. I can get them loyal to me, excited about working for me. And then two years later, which is so hard for all of us to look out that far, and I wasn't seeing it that far, but I'm starting to see it now. We're like, wow, these people are like, way better than me at this like they're totally getting it and they're they're going to take us to the moon if they if i keep incentivizing them properly so people are completely off on this yeah and amazon even makes it pretty easy for you to break even on these people if they're four bucks an hour you got to get them like getting you like two thousand dollars worth of leads a, a month for yeah. you to break even so yep. you can have someone where you don't have to give them a full like you stick them there and let them find some leads for some of their time, but then you incentivize them, teach them, train them, go give them instant feedback on their leads, like turn them into like rock stars for your company. And the amount of time savings and time improvement you get over that time. Like I have a bunch of people working 2000 hours a year better than I would. So yeah. it's the opposite yeah. of what people think. It's not like, yeah, these VAs just come in here and, oh, they didn't get to do a good job. They didn't find me any leads. It must be VAs. So. And honestly, like, like similar to what you're saying, like the most rewarding part for me, I, I have a small team, right? I like, I have two companies, one company, I have about eight people. The other company, I have three people, right? Actually four people, but three people when one person's taking like a month off to finish her studies. Um, so mm -hmm. the most rewarding part for me has been like one-on-ones, the motivation, the vision setting, the understanding of like, what are your goals for this month? Right. And like, not just this year, but what, like I have my company goals of what I want us to accomplish. What are your goals? What you, do you still have one-on-ones with a lot of your team or is it mostly just your head VA? No, you know, I wish I had it with more. Cause I just did a one-on-one -on -one interview with this girl, Desiree, who she, when we talking to superstars, I never really identified her as a superstar. She was always pretty like above average. And she's yeah. one of our best sourcers. Now it took her a long time to kind of establish that. Uh, but to the original question, which I've already forgotten, 
<laughs> I was just saying, do you do you have do you have conversations with most of them? Like, do you, do you oh. tend to have one on ones with most of them, or does it mostly no? It's, just it's your, mainly your, your with head? my top two, and I teach. I'm teaching them like to have those. Like, I, I expect them to have those conversations down the line. But no, I think yeah. it's a matter of uh, like the owner, the COO. Same with like the GM and the sports team. If, if they asked uh, the they asked uh, John Harbaugh, the GM of the Ravens, like, what's your day to day like? What's your day to day going to look like when they're interviewing him? He's like. I'm going to be spending time with every single player. I'm going to be getting to know their, who their family is. I'm going to be getting to know their hopes and dreams. Like 60 players. That's, that's what he's going to be doing on a day to day regularly. That's what my COO does. So I still should chime in more and just tell them that I believe in them and care about them, but I still get that through her. Uh, But I, I love those conversations hundred percent. It's super rewarding. It's just, you know, my, sometimes I'm directed elsewhere for, for new opportunities, the coaching and things. So I've been doing it as much lately. Okay, so then that that leads me to the, a nice tangential point here. I I really want to hear. I, I want to get people to to hear you talk about some of your mental frameworks. You talk about it a ton, right? So like, there's a lot of places you talked about it. You should listen. Anybody listen to this? Listen to more interviews with with Tim. It's incredible. Um, I I want you to tell me something about balance. So speak to me. So I'm someone that feels imbalanced, right? So I care. I'm in that grindy season, probably where you were a year and a half ago, much smaller numbers, right? Much smaller team. Um, but I'm trying to expand two different companies. And I feel pretty spread thin, right? Um, what you have these powerful mental frameworks that you got from from Tim Ferriss and Think and Grow Rich and, and Bob Proctor, right? And um, it's something that almost makes you unstoppable um, because because your vision setting is so clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's a lot of people that that struggle with that, um, and it can feel almost superlative, right? It can almost feel too philosophical, where it's too out there, and not enough for me and applicable to me. So, if you're talking to an Amazon seller or even just like a someone who's passionate about entrepreneurship wants to start something, um, what mental framework do they need to start today? Like, what what would you say to them today? Just to, to like get off their ass and 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 just do some shit. And there's so much. So first of all, I, I think the number one thing I can think of, because there's so many things that just came rushing in. Like, look, we all have this great motivational information out there. We like Cormozis. Yeah. We like Bob Proctor. We like Tim Ferriss. We like Atomic Habits. We like all these books. Well, everybody yeah. has that, but how many people are successful? It's still the same amount before these books. It's still like 95% of people aren't doing shit even after, yeah. even after reading all those. So what does that tell us? The people that are that are successful are still doing something different. It's not one person over another, one framework over another. What I believe it is, is the focus. And focus is huge in business in general. You had your job. Your focus was taken away from the other things. So you're not going to be able to do your best job at those things. You immediately, yeah. I guarantee, you felt that release where yeah. your brain is going to start thinking. Let's, let's go all the way back to like cavemen. If you have too many things going on in your tribe and your area, your brain is not thinking, let's build a city. It's thinking, yeah. I need to freaking handle all this stuff. Yep. Now you start handling that stuff, it goes away. Get rid of that cave woman, get rid of figure out that food source, whatever. All of your all of your bandwidth is back. Your brain's yeah. naturally going to start thinking, let's think big. What can we do? What can we do to protect ourselves from the next Two months. You see where I'm going with this? So that's how important focus is. That's how important you just quitting your job is. So if we take it back to mindset principles, you got to be focused on one thing, 
on whatever, yeah. if it's the goal setting, if you want to freaking burn in a goal to your head, do that for a month. Just freaking think about that goal morning and night. And then you're going to turn on a podcast and you're going to hear this amazing stuff and you got to let it go. You can't just yeah. get taken left and right by every new piece of information. And you know why I'm saying this? Because it just happened to me a month ago. I was, yeah. one thing that happens with this goal setting is you, like you said, you feel unstoppable. You think you can juggle 10 balls and you can for a while. And yeah. then you start dropping them and then you realize you've dropped every single ball. And you're like, why, yeah. why am I not firing like I was? It's because how did I start firing? I focused on one thing. Bob Proctor literally said, write on a goal card and freaking hammer it into your head. And that is going to give you energy. And that's the only thing I thought about for months. And then I did a couple other little mindset things that were similar to that. Then I started adding this and that and this coaching program and that coaching program and this business and that business. And guess what? There is no focus. There is no powerful thoughts on anything. Yeah. So if you could boil it down to one thing, pick your guy, pick what's resonating, pick the, the thing to study. Like when LeBron James is freaking practicing, he's doing a thousand layups, find that yep. layup on mindset Yep. Yep. and do that. And right now mine is like, you know, living in the spirit of the wish fulfilled in the morning, reading the goal card and just feeling it for 15 minutes. And then at the end of the day, I'm doing success logs on like how my day went. That's my entire mindset routine. Because a month ago I had this billionaire group. I had this coach. I had freaking three coaches. I had a therapist and even like the better voices, the cooler voices, the ones you like the most, they're more dangerous. Yeah. One more thought on this. I, I learned this already in my life when I was a trader. I've been traded for four years, like some of it full time. And I'm using Twitter to gather, to get ideas. And, you know, by my third or fourth year, I had amazing voice. Like I listened to 10 different guys. They were all amazing. They're all credible traders. You can really, it's, it's so crazy how much good information is out there. But 10 voices and my voice, I don't hear my voice. And I had to, yeah. it was sad. It was painful to let go of these guys and just go down to basically listening to Crypto Donald because he, res he trades similarly to me. And that's me yeah. and one other thing to listen to. And that's all I can handle. And I became, I traded better than ever. Love so that. does this all love kind that. of like tie into what I'm yeah, saying? I love that. Focus. I love that. And I think, I think the focus and, and then almost just applying it. So you're talking about like, we can listen to all these books. We can listen to all these podcasts, but 95% of people don't apply them. They're just like hearing them. Like it's almost like you just, it's nice to hear motivational stuff. Anybody can be motivated, but motivation isn't actually actionable and it doesn't actually get anything done. Like you're not actually going to be making progress if you're not putting the book down and applying yeah. what you just learned in the chapter. So maybe, business. so maybe if, if action is your issue, I'm, for me, the goal really helped me with action. It really helped me. Yeah. Like if I, if I'm hammering in a very clear, specific goal, that for whatever reason helped me with action, if that doesn't help you. If literally helping you with action is reading a passage of your favorite, something about action, like Tate said something the other day, just like raw action handles everything. Just focus <laughs> Do you like on Tate? that one. <laughs> I, I mean, he's got great points, but okay. there's, I, I, like I, I don't agree with everything Tate says, but like raw <laughs> action handles everything. If you think about yeah. it every morning and just see, all day practice raw action, just action, yeah. action, action. Yep. Like that's going to help. You're going to get good at that. Yeah. Almost just like this, get shit done. Like you're going to be more motivated when you do stuff. So if you just continually mm -hmm. get shit done, you're just going to be like, <laughs> that's what's yeah, almost unstoppable. I, I talked to somebody like someone, I was talking to a millionaire, um, someone who's making 10 million bucks this year, cash. And she was saying like, she wakes up at six o'clock in the, in, in the morning 
and she just starts working and then she doesn't you- stop working until she feels tired because she loves that that's she does she's like yeah. her whole thing is like i don't believe in balance balance doesn't really exist this is what i enjoy you should just do what you enjoy um and, that's like more that's powerful than someone listening to something Lila wakes up and works. I wake up and get out the door. I don't do the billionaire meditation routine. I just try to get out. I have the same. I have a similar like shirts. Just grab the shirt and go. I like to yeah. get in action fast. If you sit there thinking, you don't realize how much your morning routine matters. If you have to make 25 like unnecessary decisions, how are you starting yeah. your day? You're just like, oh, what do I wear? Oh, I fr- where are my keys? What do I have to yeah. eat? Like by the time you're out. How, what kind of state is that? If you're supposed to be the leader of your company going yeah. for millions of dollars. Tell me, like, tell me that someone waking up and spending $5,000 in the morning is going to have a million dollar store within 12 months. Tell me if every single day you wake up and you spend 5,000 every bucks. day. I mean, that's just simple <laughs> math, man. They're going to, they're going to have that in like six months. Yeah. If, if you wake up and you source your ass off every single day, Five, if, if you can hit 5,000 a day, if you get 2,000 a day, I got to do the math. I can't do the math right now, but it's simple 14K, math. I, 14K, 14K a week, you end up doing what? Yes, 60, 70. So 5,000 a, a week, that's going to be like 50,000 a month in sales minimum. Yeah, that's almost at a, there's almost a million. So I'm telling you, if you, in my mind, I'm thinking like if you, if you break it down to the math, that math, I think you were, you were saying at the conference, you were like, if you spend $40,000 a week, you're just by a revenue number alone, right? You're going to hit this. So I hit that. And when I, I walked away from that presentation you did and I said, okay, my goal is I'm going to hire a team and we're going to spend $10,000 a week. That's just what we're going to do. Uh, we've done that. And every single time we've done that, like I went from like, I, I applied that and I was like, I went from like doing these like really feeble, like 15, you know, inching towards $20,000 a month in revenue. And I was just like instantly hit 40. And I was like, oh, okay, this is, it's not you that just hard. started with math. a simple tracking exercise, right? Like a simple like math. You're like, yeah. all right, that's the math. And I'm going to track that. And then yeah. magically you start doing things that lead to that. And if I'm telling you, if you wake up, anybody that's listening to this, if you just wake up and instead of thinking about, let me check Twitter, let me make sure my content game's going, going fire. Let me just like, ins- let me, let me do my workout routine. If like people that are winning Soros and almost every millionaire that I'm talking to, I, I, I'm talking to probably 10 people at this moment and I'm like every single one of them, none of them have a morning routine. <laughs> like a, like I, they just go, they just go yeah. and they just do stuff. And I'm over here and I'm saying the difference between me and them is not much other than the fact that I don't start my day with action. <laughs> uh, and so like, I, I think that's what I'm trying to apply in the next three months. Is it because of the kids or is it just because combo? combo. Yeah. I mean, kids, I, I, I want to spend time with my kids. So I have like non-negotiable. I'm spending an hour a day without my phone playing with my kids. That's just like, that's my balance thing. Um, but for me, it's like I, I can get stuck in these low ROI activities. And I like, I'm in that, I'm in that scaling level where you, I'm sure you can understand, but like I'm realizing there's more and more that I can dele- delegate. It's more so, but it's, I'm, I'm trying to think of like almost like that book, who not how, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like less about me doing it, but like who should I hire to be doing this for me? Um, to be able to scale to that level. I'm trying to scale two business at the same time. So it's a little bit more stressful, but that's what other people do. People it's possible. Yeah. And so like, I, I think for me, I just want to wake up and say, what's the highest value activity I can do at this moment. Let me just get that done. Tell yeah, me you're not going to be more yeah. motivated throughout the day. Do you work in your house or do you work uh, somewhere outside your house? In my house. Cause that also helped in me to just like change the scene, just like out at 
It was used to be Panera. That's the, the famous Panera. That was your spot? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. What, do you get like coffee or something? Do, or did they yell at you if you didn't buy something? Oh, they didn't care at that point. But like, no, that was the famous, my famous giant change was my morning routine was like what you're talking about on steroids. It was like, we were making this absurd vegan food for my, my wife at the time, <laughs> new baby. Like it was a yeah. just confused night nightmare. So when I finally get out of the house on to work at noon, my brain is done. So yeah. got a nanny to help out nanny slash just like helper. She just made smoothies yeah. in the morning, got all that handled. I'm freaking out the door, Panera coffee within two weeks. I had, so I had signed on a prep center. I had hired a buyer. My, it was like the beginning of the exponential growth. Yeah. So that's how much like these mindset routine, that type of stuff. Yeah. That's why it's all I talk about. Cause that's really yeah. it. Like set the goal. Yeah figure out the things holding you back and then things just start to happen. And, that, and that's different for, that's different for everybody. I, I think I'm with you. I don't really believe in motivation. Uh, I, cause like, I, I just think right. it's something that's fleeting. I, I believe in practice. Yeah. And I believe that if you, if you set not like everything's a routine, there's bad routines, good routines. That's part of what James clear talks about. But like, if you just set an action and you do it over and over again, you're going to get really good at that thing. Right. And so I think it sounds like for you, like that was a big part of your principle. And that vision unlocking of goal setting that 15 minutes you spend a day almost like sets your soul. Like you're almost like almost from a spiritual level. You're like, yep, this is who I am. This is what I do. hundred percent. And one, one thing I just noticed in my superstar Des, who I did not realize she has a prayer routine. And I was like, tell mm. me a little bit about this prayer routine. I just recorded it. And she's like, yeah, I think about like where I'm going like long-term. I think about like, I thank thank God for today. I think I, yeah. I get grateful for today and the future. Like I, I think about, she thinks through her day. We call it mindset. And I'm like, well, it really is just, it's prayer. It's all, it's one and the same. Um, it's yeah. kind of the way you're saying it, but yeah, you're connecting with something higher. And I was like, of course she has something like that. <laughs> of course she you has know? it. Yeah. yeah. I love that. All right. Well, Tim, I, I appreciate your time. I think this could be super valuable because I think, I think a lot of people need to kind of get that kick in their ass. And I love how you personify this on a daily basis. And I, I also appreciate that you're transparent about failures too. That's something you do online, which I, I, the, I wish more people at your level talked about it because I think people look at you and, and think this unachievable thing or this like perfect, right? And the fact that you're able to say like, nope, we lost money here, made money here. You're able to break it down on that level. Um, super valuable. And so what I want to hear any seller walk and listen to this and just what you walk away from, I think instill in, in like your job as an Amazon seller is to be a business owner. And as a business owner, the most fundamental thing you can do really, really well is vision set for your team. Hire all-star players, learn how to do that. Uh, allow them to build the systems for you so that they can own it uh, because each of them has something to offer. And then your job is just to continually vision set. Vision set for yourself and set that set that example and then vision set for them so that you can motivate them to be the to be the people that they want to be. And when that's in alignment, you can have this explosive result where where everything kind of just starts to make sense and it doesn't require your time. That's that's how you're going to get the peace in your Amazon business that you've been looking for. That's you pretty much nailed it there. And yeah, it starts from within. And if you start yeah. to if you start to be a good inspiration, motivate motivation, whatever you want to call it, in in your eyes, in just yeah, being someone that practices things days days and days and days and you get better at them, it's going to be very easy to give that to your employees. Yeah. So it starts yep. with you. It starts with getting yourself rallied and then exactly what Grant just said there, 
they're going to do all the work for you if you do that internal work and express the vision to them. All right. Appreciate you, Tim. Appreciate it. what plug something. What do you got? Give me give me all the socials. I got nothing these days. Uh, Soros Empire. No, we're, we're still running Arbitrage Empire, but we're still closed for Accelerator Program. But yeah, just shoot me a DM on Soros Empire uh, Instagram. I love talking to anybody. Um, reach out about your Amazon journey. Um, I'm open to it all. So just hit me up. Soros Empire I, Instagram. Yeah, I love and And you're putting out some amazing content. You got, you got you. awesome working with you. So you're putting out some incredible stuff. You've done a lot of stuff with Reezy as well. Uh, so definitely check him out. This is, I'm not, I'm not kidding. I think top five in, in terms of most influential Amazon people for me, I think if you don't follow Soros, if you don't follow his accounts, you're going to be a bad seller. I think I'm just going to go that like it's, you're not going to succeed unless you apply some of the things that he's talking about. So make sure you're following him. All the links are going to be in the description. So make sure you're following it up and, 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 and applying some of the things that he teaches on a daily basis because it's, it is powerful. And if you apply it correctly, it's going to be even more powerful for your business. So Tim, I appreciate, appreciate that, you. Grant. Thank you so much, dude. Thanks, dude.